Good morning. My name is Stephen Capaldo, and this is from Capaldo with Love. Uh, we just finished uh, 10 episodes, so we're calling that a first season, and uh, we've been trying to lay a foundation for the, the, the podcast, which, which is really how to speak the truth in the love of God uh, by the Word of God, and that's what we've been trying to lay that foundation during the uh, episodes of the first season, um, that uh, really the only true reality is the... Uh, is the love of God, and that really the rest of uh, the rest of reality it might be real, but it is false. It's not a true reality, and uh, it's it belongs somehow to the absence of the love of God or evil or I don't know. But I mean, we're going to try to dig a little deeper than that as we move forward. But uh, for this first episode of the second season, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about something that in traditional theology is referred to as uh, divine establishment, and usually the passage uh, quoted for that is Romans 13, 1 through 7. So I'm just going to read through that quickly and then go into some examples of things that have been happening. And this is really one of the big things that I'd like to do in the podcast is to relate relate uh, the truth of the love of God by the word of God, relate that to things that are happening in the world, and uh, help people... Uh, I understand as much as I can to edify and invite people to embrace the love of God, the love of the Almighty Creator, Father, Spirit, and His Eternal Son. Uh, I'd like to encourage them to do that as much as possible if, if they don't, and to be edified in it in these difficult times uh, uh, if, they, if they already do uh, seek that, that truth, uh, truth, which is the, the, uh, um, really the love of God by the Word of God. So I'll start uh, in Romans 13, verse 1, and read the first seven verses. Every person must continually submit to governing authorities, for there is no authority except under God. That's very important, that there's no, if it's not real authority if it's not under God. Okay, so the authority must be godly if you're to submit to it. And those who are in authority are appointed by God, so that the one who resists his authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and the ones who have opposed will bring judgment on themselves. For those who rule are not to be feared by the one who works good, but by the one doing evil. And you want to be unafraid of authority. Whoever does good things, then you will have praise from the authority, if it's godly authority. For a servant of God is for doing good for you. But if you would do evil, you must fear, for he does not bear the sword without cause. For a servant of God is an avenger to the one who does evil. For this reason it is a necessity to be subject not only because of the wrath, but also through conscience. For because of this you must also pay taxes for magistrates or ministers of God who are steadfastly attentive, serving God in this itself. You must immediately pay back your debts to all, the tax to whom the tax is owed, the customs to whom the customs duties are owed, respect to whom respect is due, honor to whom honor is due. So there it is. That's uh, that's the bedrock passage for the the so-called uh, doctrine of uh, divine establishment. I believe that the absolute uh, application of divine establishment, absolute uh, uh, to the ungodly rulers as well. I believe that that's a false teaching, and I hope that that will be per- a persuasive argument to those who have been, I would say, indoctrinated over the years to believe that uh, if someone calls themselves a certain type of authority figure and wears a certain type of clothing, and maybe has the, 
all, 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 the, all of the trappings that go with it, a badge, a hat, whatever, that you just bow down before and you don't ask any questions. Uh, it's a false teaching. It's a false teaching. And, and I hope that people are starting to wake up in these unusual times, you know, to, to that fact is that, you know, uh, because a, a lot of, a lot of so-called Christians in this, uh, in this situation of uh, uh, the Corona world order, um, they, they're just uh, kind of, you know, just rolling over and saying, oh, okay, you know, whatever, whatever uh, authority says, doesn't matter that the authority is not behaving in a godly way, whether or not they're behaving in a godly way, just, we're just going to roll over no matter what. False, false, that's false. That's not the truth of the love of God by the word of God. And I just wanted to start off by uh, reading from a statement from the uh, governor of the state where I live, uh, who gives press briefings every day, and it has to do with people who are 60 or older. So if that's not of interest to you, you know, you might want to skip over this part or whatever. But I, I, I suspect that of the of the uh, people who, who might be listening, I suspect it would apply to, to quite a few of them. Uh, with generally an aging population, and you know, Rhode Island has has a lot of, uh, of seniors, and I think that I, I think people should be alarmed by what she was saying in her uh, in her press briefing yesterday, because it really is telling you, you know. And I think one one of the things one of the things that I've I've awakened to during this whole Corona business is that for years and years we were given hints by the by the global elites, the people at the very top of the pyramid, you know, the 9,000 or so at the very top of the pyramid, the, the bankers, the, the, you know, the Vatican, the, the Talmudic rabbis, the people at the very top who are running the show. Uh, they, they've given hints through the media and in other ways to, uh, to, the, uh, to the sheeple, you know, exactly what's going to happen. And, and I think we have to get, you know, when we, when we, if we're going to listen, uh, if we're going to continue to listen to mainstream media, which I'm not, and, and alternative media as well, we have to be much more discerning and really zero in on the signs, you know, what we're being told is going to happen and be a lot less gullible. We've been way too gullible. Now, this plan... Uh, that has now culminated in Corona. This plan has been uh, in preparation for decades and decades. One could even argue, you know, that really it's, in its modern uh, manifestation, it goes back to the 19th century. So it's really unlikely that we could do anything about it. But at the same time, I think we could be uh, much more uh, attuned to what is actually happening. And we could actually um, you know, grow some courage and just speak out. I think that's, you know, if you've got some communication platform that you can use, or just when you talk to people, you know, just speak out about what's, what's really happening about this, this, uh, this planned, uh, event, you know, to, uh, take over the global economy to, uh, you know, make other people poor and take away their rights, you know, take away, the, take away the, uh, you know, what people have who are down the pyramid. If you look at this whole thing as a pyramid, you've got that 9,000 or so people on top. And then you've got people, the sort of the sub elites, you know, near the top of the pyramid. And they're, you know, they're, they're going to be in okay shape, I guess, but they, they still have things to lose. You know, they still have, have things to lose. And the further down you go, uh, you know, sort of the middle of the pyramid, people have, have a great deal to lose. And I suppose if you're really at the bottom, surviving on less than $2 a day, like billions of people throughout the world, uh, I suppose it's, uh, you know, you didn't have anything before, so you don't really have much to lose, but you're not going to get anything, anything out of all this. So everybody has, relatively speaking, everybody has something to lose. It depends how much you have currently, but everybody has something to lose once you get beyond that 
that tippity top, the top elites at the very top of the pyramid. And then you get to the lesser elites and down through the middle and down to the bottom. Uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll just like to uh, read a little bit what the, the governor of uh, the state I'm currently living in uh, has said and, and pay special attention to what she says about older people, the ones that many are now calling uh, useless eaters, if you, if you want to look up that term. That's, that's a, a real term. It is used by certain people to uh, denote people 65 and older. Even as Rhode Island begins the slow process of reopening the economy, once the state's stay-at-home order is lifted, older residents will f uh, still face stricter restrictions, the governor said on Wednesday. Because they are more at risk during the coronavirus pandemic, and I'm going to talk a bit about this pandemic later, Rhode Islanders age 60 and up will be required to stay home more often and longer than their younger counterparts, she said. I want some of the people in that older age group to come to terms now that your re-entry is going to be a bit slower. At re-entry, it sounds like we were traveling off in outer space for a while, and now we're just, we're coming back, you know, we're reorbiting and we're, you know, we're coming back crash landing to earth is going to be, I guess. Your re-entry is going to be a bit slower, different, and designed to keep you healthy. As she said, I don't know precisely what the age restrictions are going to be in different age brackets. I just want everyone to be thinking upon these lines and be prepared for a week from now when we start to get into more details and you've had time to think about it, you know, to think how you're uh, your, your rights are going to be taken away. And it has nothing to do with political ideology. It has to do with who we are in the Almighty Creator. You know, we were not created to be, to have our rights taken away like this. We were not. We we're created in His image and likeness, freedom in Christ, however you want to call it. We weren't created for this, for what's happening. And, and, and I think people should, should start uh, getting used to, used to what's happening. And how, what's your response going to be? I mean, you're going to, are you going to take this vaccination and all this, the testing and the tracking equipment. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to speak up about this, this age discrimination, which only 10 years ago there were people uh, yelling all over the place about ageism, you know, discrimination against uh, seniors. It used to be in, uh, in uh, older civilizations that older people were really valued for their wisdom. And now, you know, just would you please just go away and die? And if we give you a little pension, consider yourself lucky. Consider yourself lucky that we don't just take you out and shoot you. Well, you know, it may come to that for some of us. I mean, you, you know, you never know. Uh, I don't know, but I, I think people have to start thinking that this, <clears throat> this is not divine establishment. This is very much uh, something totally where God is totally absent. Right? Employers will have to make extra accommodations for older employees, the governor said. Many of them will have to go to work, but just under a different set of conditions. Maybe that means additional sick leave. Maybe that means additional social distancing. Maybe that will be additional testing. They will be encouraged to work from home whenever possible. Ever since the discussion of reopening the state's economy began, the governor has been adamant that it will not be a flip of a switch. That means it will be a slow, phased approach with certain industries allowed to reopen before others and with strict regulations in place. We are going to be living with new conditions for a long time, she continued. But if we don't follow the rules, right, just do what you're told, we will be right back to where we were a few weeks ago. And we don't want that. I want to keep talking about this because I want people to internalize what it's going to be like for the next 6, 9, 12 months until we have a vaccine. Well, okay, she has the right to keep talking about it, and so do we. 
Specific guidelines for businesses have not been announced, and more information is expected early next week. So I'll stop on that one, and you can digest that and understand the implications of it. I want to bring up another example of something that happened to someone we know, that we know quite well, where uh, the person was sound asleep in his apartment, in an apartment building, at uh, 3 a.m., and the uh, police uh, came, a bunch of police uh, came, and they broke down his door on the suspicious pretext of a wellness check. Um, now, I, I don't know. I don't know all the details about this, but uh, the fact that the police can do that to this person, that means he can do it to you, that they can do it to you if they want to. And I think that, um, I think people have to be ready for that. I mean, is that is that the divine establishment that we're supposed to bow down before and, and worship? Is that is that is, is this what we're coming to? Is that th- th- this is how... This is how we twist the word of God. No, and, and I hope that the person involved, if he, if he does have this respect for divine establishment, I, still, I hope he'll start rethinking that this, this absolute application of divine establishment, I mean, it's, it's, it's a false teaching. It's a false teaching, as, as many of us were, were, were taught it. It's a false teaching. When, when leadership is godly, we respect leadership. When leadership is not godly, we don't, we, we, we're not obligated to follow ungodly leadership. We should not follow ungodly leadership. We should speak out in any way we can. Um, so this is the type of thing that can happen. Uh, people can come to your door and break it down and say, oh, well, somebody just wanted us to check in on you. Well, okay, 3 a.m. and the person's sleeping. You know, what kind of divine establishment is that? That's, that's from the other side. That's from the dark side, that type of establishment. So I, I think people should uh, keep these things in mind, and I, I just I, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, um, <clears throat> about cor- the the Corona narrative, and I, I think you know there's been a lot a lot of information put out there, and I, I think we kind of get sidetracked in certain things. I think if you're going to talk to Corona, and if you're going to question the narrative, um, I, I'm going to suggest a certain certain things to think about. Um, I think really there's no point in denying that there is such a thing as a seasonal illness, right? A flu or a flu-like illness. I mean, there is an illness. I mean, you hear some things say, oh, it's all a hoax. No, there is <clears throat> there is a seasonal illness, uh, whatever it is, a bacteria, virus, whatever it is. People do fall fall ill and, and they die, especially if they're already older and, and sicker. So there there is something out there. And the real death numbers seem to be fairly average. Uh, and also bear in mind that we we all have within us uh, some uh, some viral exosomes uh, already in our body, and that these exosomes, and if you do some study on that, you know certain doctors like Andrew Kaufman and and, and some others, Sherry Tenpenny and Judy Milkovitz. <coughs> pardon me. Uh, if you study those exosomes, you'll see that really a virus is not a bad thing, and we have them already. So you know we could take a test, and anybody could could test positive, so-called, for this corona thing, right? So um, th- that's the thing. Don't, don't say that, just, don't just say that it's a hoax. There is such a thing as seasonal illness, and people do fall ill, and they, they uh, die from it, especially if they're already older and they have uh, illnesses. And I'm going to play something from that a little bit later on uh, to, to illustrate, you know, how games are being played with all of this. Um, and as I said, the death numbers for what's going on are pretty much average. Uh, and you do have the right to question the statistical methodology being used for diagnosing what is a corona case and at what point you would declare corona to be the cause of death. You do have the right to question that. And I think you're going to see very clearly in what I'm going to play 
uh, in a few minutes, you know, why that's the case. Uh, so it's not a hoax, it's there, and people do die for it and uh, from it, and they have been dying in fairly average numbers, the true death statistics. Uh, the hyping of corona is what is a false and deceitful staged event. It's a planned event. Uh, there's no point trying to argue reason with certain people. It has been planned to bankrupt the global economy to take away people's rights. It's a, it's a planned event. So there's no, you know, you can make all these arguments, but you're not going to, you know, if someone is invested in that, if they're one of the elites or they're invested in the in the agenda of the top elites, they're not going to, or they're just scared, they're not going to listen to logic and reason. So you can try and you should try, but don't expect that a lot of people will be convinced, but you may convince some people and that would be good. And the hyping of corona is designed to foment, uh, stir up panic and mass hysteria which will be an excuse and an opportunity for the global elites, the bankers and their friends, to take over the global economy, as I was just saying, and to take away people's rights in establishing a, a globalist uh, police state. You know, uh, call it whatever you want. It's going to be an authoritarian state with one government, one economy, and one prescribed religion. So don't get distracted from the real point and reason for corona by getting too deeply involved with side issues. There are a lot of side issues that come up in the information that's put out there. You've got the mainstream media, and we know that that's deceitful, uh, but you've got all of this alt media that uh, some of it is very good and very focused on, on the key points, and some of it just gets off on different things, and you kind of wonder, is this is are they really is this really alternative, or if they are alternative, they seem to be confusing the issue more than clarifying the issue. And uh, confusion leads to division, and confusion takes away from the truth, right? Um, so you don't need to get too deeply involved in different theories of viruses and virologies, etc. I mean, just to say that there is some kind of a seasonal, seasonal illness, and the body already has viruses, exosomes. So uh, there's a, there is a seasonal illness. It's just the narrative of it that is dishonest and planned, planned, staged uh, for uh, greed, really, for, for money and power. And no need to get involved in, is it a bioweapon? Is it 5G? We're going to get 5G. I mean, don't worry about it. It's coming soon to a theater near you. Uh, you know, we can see a tower from where we live. So I think in the meantime, I mean, if you think you should take precautions for whatever it is that's happening out there, uh, take the ones you believe that are correct for you. And I think, really, I, I, I think a couple of questions that you have uh, have the, the, the right to ask. I mean, you have the right to ask people. Uh, ask yourself, do you know someone who has this? And, uh, you know, how many people do you know who have this? Or how many people do you know who know people who have this? And the numbers might surprise you. You know, if you just uh, think of it, all of the people you know, and, uh, you know, do you know people who have it? Do you know people who... Uh, who know people who have it. I mean, you know, and, and just kind of see, you know, d d does this seem realistic? You know, what, what we're being told about the, uh, the, the grave situation that the globe is in. And ask yourself another question, that if the media had not told you about corona, if no one had told you about corona, especially the media, would you have found this flu season to be different from the last one? Uh, so what happened last winter? I think 34,000 people died. I think this this uh, corona uh, winter, I think it's being put at 44,000, but with serious, serious questions about the methodology of how you diagnose a case and how you count a cause of death. But if nobody had told you about that, if the media had not told you about that, 
uh, would you have found the, the, this flu season to be much different from the last one? And in the last one, they didn't shut down the world, so would you have shut down the world this time around, based on what's going on, had nobody mentioned something about corona, had nobody mentioned the word corona, and just said, okay, it's a seasonal illness uh, season, you know, it's the, the flu and flu-like uh, illnesses, respiratory illnesses, uh, and it's the season. And we know that older and sicker people especially are vulnerable to it. So, okay. Uh, I, I think I think the answer is clear. That uh, had nobody brought up Corona, I don't think the, I don't think the world would have there would have been this type of reaction. I don't think it would have been possible. But anyway, I'm going to play uh, as we end. I'm just going to play this one two and a half minute, a little over two and a half minute clip uh, of a press conference and someone trying to answer a question about. Um, how you do the counting, you know, how you count cases, cause of death, etc. And let's see if we can get that. Okay. We'll go right there. BC7 wants to know, earlier this week, the state reported the death of a teenager in Cook County, are you familiar with this case? If so, is this the state's first teenage death? And can you tell us if the teenager in question had underlying conditions? Hmm, I wonder. Here we go. I don't have that information at my uh, disposal at this time. I know um, we have had people uh, of all age groups die. Mm -hmm. I just want to be clear in terms of the definition of people dying of COVID. So the us. case definition is, is very simplistic. It means at the time of death, um, it was a COVID positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were at the time in of hospice time. and had already been given, you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. It means... Okay. Let's, let's hear that again. Because are we in the twilight zone here, people? In hospice and had already been given, you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. It means that if, um, technically, if even if you died of a clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's... Excuse me? Excuse me? Are, are we in the twilight zone here, people? You know, the government officials, time and time again, are confirming that this is what's going on. Of course, us quote-unquote crazy conspiracy theorists have been saying this for over a month now, and these so-called public officials continue to confirm this. In this instance, here we go with this idiotic, uh, corrupt... Department of Health Director here, nonchalantly, once again, confirming this, telling us point blank, this is how the numbers are being bloated, fabricated, okay, in essence, faked, because this is what's going on. She's admitting right to our faces. That as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had COVID at the time of death. I hope that's helpful. Oh, oh, yeah, it's it's very helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Because now some more evidence here to be shared and people could see your bullshit.
Okay, so uh, uh, let a word to the wise be sufficient, and uh, God bless you all, and God be with you all, and we'll just pray a little bit uh, to close. We'll just pray with uh, Psalm 91, pray for protection for all of us. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the destructive pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His truth will be your shield and buckler. You will not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Only with your eyes will you behold and see the reward of the wicked." Because of you, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, the Most High, your habitation, there will be no evil befall you, neither will any plague come near your dwelling. For he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. They will bear you up in the palms of their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the serpent, you will trample under feet. Because he, a human, uh, the human, has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him, God, God, I, me and I, God, will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name, he will call upon me, and I will answer him. I am with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him, with long life will I satisfy him, and show him my salvation. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And one more, the uh, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He will lead me beside the still waters. He will restore my soul. He will guide me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, when I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be awed by no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou wilt prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou have anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and loving kindness will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Thank you very much. May God be with you. Bye for now. See you next time.